The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to a really, really great show on Get Real Radio. I'm James Robinson, and my guest today is a a very popular astrologer on the West Coast. His name is David Palmer. Hello, David. Hey, how are you doing, James? I'm doing great. And to remind everybody, what we're doing on this show is we're trying to get some real information about the different ways that people can improve their lives, become happier, become more confident, and to uh, just what's out there. And so I'm very, very happy to have David, who is a uh, astrologer. And, you know, I've always been very fascinated with astrology, mainly because I don't understand it. But it's been around for many, many thousands of years. Uh, uh, I know that David can educate us on uh, exactly the history of astrology. Uh, but the thing is, is that it's all around us. Everybody, if you know, sometimes you'll always come across somebody who starts throwing things like. Aries rising and Capricorn moon and, and I'm a this or I'm a that. And for many years, I'd kind of look at them like, what did you just say? And the point is, is that this is a science that has been around for many years that has helped people make plans or understand themselves. And I'm excited to have David here because I've actually had a session with David and, and it was really, really fun. And he was, gave me a lot of information that's been very helpful. And I wanted to just give him a chance to, you know, get, to tell us how he became an astrologer and, and what he does. So David, if you could just give us a quick, uh, history of how you got to be where you are and what exactly it is you're doing, uh, we can get on with the show. Right on. Well, thank you for having me, James. You know, being an astrologer is definitely one of the weirdest jobs that you could ever hear come out of somebody's mouth. You know, they say it's one of the oldest professions next to prostitution. But I really got into astrology through having fun with looking at girls. I'll be honest, I was in high school and I would, you know, date this cheerleader. I would date this girl at school. And the one thing that I started to look at was astrology. I'd be like, oh, wow, she's a Pisces or she's a Virgo or she's a Leo. And I started to 
you know, really start to understand the science of astrology through basic sun signs and dating different girls. When I got into, uh, out of high school and into my, my teen years and my early 20s, I really started going to raves. I started uh, being into the house music scene. I started going out to these all-night parties and, and losing myself in the music and hanging out with these great people. And my spiritual doors really started to open, and I started to really spend my time studying astrology, and it always felt very second nature to me. I always uh, started to pick up on people's signs. I could meet somebody, and just by the way they looked, they'd be like, oh, you're an Aries. Uh, or, oh, I'd feel their energy and be like, oh, you have to be a Gemini because you're so crazy in the way that you talk. And I just started to pick up on uh, really interesting things. And I started to pull tarot cards with friends. And the next thing I knew, um, it just clicked with me. It was like something came back from many lifetimes ago. And what really sparked astrology for me was, I was on unemployment. I had just, you know, the, the recession had hit. I was in the car industry. It was one of the first industries to get uh, damaged, you know, in America. And I was sitting at my house not knowing what to do with my life. And I turned to astrology to look at a chart, you know, that, that most people look at. And I started to research about charts. The next thing I knew, I started to really learn my chart, and I actually said, let's apply the science to my life. Let me follow astrology. By following astrology, I went from being in unemployment to being on a national television show called True Beauty on ABC, which I got based off planning everything astrologically, uh, starting to see how uh, by following the stars, I could follow this path that the universe had laid in front of all of us, and it led me into, well, national fame. It led me into becoming a national astrologer that I do a thousand readings a year. I have a full business. And, uh, you know, astrology pretty much saved my life, I'd say. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's always a great thing to hear. Uh, one thing that I was, you mentioned the word chart. Can you explain to people who may not be familiar with astrology what a chart is? Yeah, uh, an astrology chart is uh, a taking a look at the positions of the planets and how they relate to Earth. Now, there are lots of different astrology charts and types of astrology. I practice what is called Western astrology. What I'm sure you've read in the newspaper is of your sun sign horoscope. Uh, sun sign astrology and Western astrology is actually based off a really uh, big algorithm, which I can explain. But then there's also things like Vedic astrology, which is Indian astrology, Tibetan astrology. Astrology has been practiced in many different religions and actually even in different cultures. So there's many different types of astrology, but any astrology chart is just the basic understanding of how the stars and the planets look on a map and how they relate to Earth. Or sometimes if you do more of a scientific chart called like a, a helio chart, the one that the scientists use up in space is how the planets can relate to the sun. So it all depends on what chart you're looking at. Well, is this chart a actual representation of what's going on in the sky, or is it an interpretation of that? That's a very good question. Now, there's, uh, there's been a lot of uh, stuff going around on the Internet of all oh, the stars have changed over thousands of years, so astrology is not valid anymore because of our view. We go through something called the procession of an equinox. Um, our Earth is on a wobble, so 
as it wobbles and shifts, our view of the stars shift as well. And it's interesting because we are also in a galaxy that is shifting. So everything is shifting, and to keep these fixed points uh, together is very difficult. That's why Western astrology is actually not based off what the stars look like when you take a look up at the sky. Exactly. The way that Western astrology is built is based off seasons. Hence, on every year, on March 20th, the sun comes into spring or it comes into winter if you're down south in Australia. Astrology that I practice is based off this. That it is based off the sun and how it travels through the heavens or how it travels through the seasons, how it, how it relates to earth. So it's equal day and equal night on March 20th. That's why that's an equinox point. That is when the earth is at equal. There is something called a sound wave, if you look on old charts and old maps in the 1800s, where they knew this. They knew this in the past. This is the sun. It travels. It goes from equal day to equal night on March 20th. It peaks up in the northern hemisphere on June, 20, or June 21st, and then it comes back to equal day and equal night on September 23rd. Then the sound wave travels lower to the lowest hemisphere because on December 21st, it's summer down there in Australia, but it's winter in the coldest days in the northern hemisphere. So it's actually based off, astrology is based off the sun's path. Now, taking that sun's path and where it's at, we look at where the planets are and what signs those planets are based off what signs the sun's path is in based off what is called the ecliptic. The ecliptic is the sun's path in our view. So we actually base Western astrology off the sun's path and how it's based off this ecliptic path, which is something that the earth never changes. It doesn't matter if the earth is wobbling or if the galaxy is wobbling. The sun and the earth are going to have the same relationship and never change. And so it's about seeing how those patterns reflect our lives, opposed to the patterns of, let's say, well, it looks like Mercury's now in Gemini, and now it's moving into Cancer tomorrow, but in 40 years, you know what? Mercury's going to be shifting into Gemini this time and into Cancer much differently. So, you know, I think a lot of people have to get the misconceptions correct, because people like Bill Nye, the science guy, who, you know, we seem to think is a famous scientist, put these informations out without actually doing their research. So that as far as, well, why don't we get a little bit more basic because I know that I understood what you just said, but two months ago, I probably would have listened to that and go, I don't understand a single thing he just said. <laughs> so, you know, for, so first of all, sun signs, as I understand it, uh, we are born, everybody's born at a, obviously at a certain time of the year and that, and Based on when you're born, you're, you have a certain sun sign. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of different planets that, are, uh, that were all born uh, in your chart. But, yeah, the sun sign is based off where the sun's position was on the ecliptic and in the western chart when you were born. So whenever you read your horoscope, you base it off that birth energy of where the sun was. So that's why I said the dates of like March 20th is when Aries happens because that's when the spring happens and cancer happens on June 21st. And, you know, there's all these dates I'm sure you've always read in the newspapers of where your birth uh, sun sign is. And that's based off the, the power of the sun and how it travels through these energies when you were born. Okay, so 
So you mentioned there, there. As I understand it, there are twelve sun signs of the zodiac. Yes, there's twelve sun signs, and they're all broken up into uh, you know different elements: fire, water, earth, and air. And they're actually all ruled by different planets. Each planet has a specific vibration that it carries, and these signs also do reflect on how the planets work as well. So everything really does start to come into this really deep science dealing with how, you know, the elements of our Earth, the elements of this universe, and um, everything starts to become very interconnected when you start to weave this web. So when somebody says, I'm a this or I'm a that, they're referring to their sun sign. Is that correct? Yes, they're referring to their sun sign. And you have to remember that the sun does not move. The sun is very stationary, although it does fly through the heavens. I think people forget that. In our relationship into the solar system, we revolve around the sun. So it is the view of where the sun is when we are born based off Earth, not that the sun has traveled somewhere, just to put that out there. Okay. Well, as I understand it, there are certain personality traits that have were developed or assigned to each sun sign. Is that correct? Yeah, we can uh, take a look at very basic personality traits uh, in everybody. Uh, as an astrologer, each chart, though, really describes your own unique vibration. I mean, unless, you know, uh, you look around, I'd say that everybody looks very differently. And so we all embody a very unique presence on this planet. But there are similar traits that you can find in, in certain signs, yes. All right, and those were developed how? Those were developed over long periods of time, over ancient history, starting back in Mesopotamia when they started to uh, plot the heavens. I mean, it even goes farther back to Mesopotamia. I mean, and some of the first bones and some of the first caves, there are actual in engravings of, of us starting to plot the stars. But really, each trait is based off the energies of the planet that the sign rules and the energy of that sign. So you could just take a look at around the wheel, and I'm sure you've heard them. You know, Aries represents the ram, and it is actually ruled by the planet Mars. So typical Aries people are very pushy, forward energy, because Mars is a very masculine planet, very strong energy. So whenever you see Aries in your chart or people born in Aries, they're very fresh because March 20th through April 20th is also when the sun becomes fresh as it starts to rise in our horizon and our days get longer. The same way that the sun comes up at 6 in the morning to 8 in the morning is the same thing that happens. So the relationships between the sun are actually happening every day in our lives, and these masters of the past started to put the dots together. And that's where consciousness really begins is, are you aware of all your surroundings? Are you aware of how the universe works or not? So personality traits go with how the sun relates in not only the time of day, but also the time of the seasons. Okay, well, let me ask you this. It's a little bit oversimplistic, isn't it, to say that I am uh, th this sun sign, or personally I'm a Leo, go figure. <laughs> and, and then, but to say that I'm locked into some kind of personality is not correct. I mean, that's oversimplifying it, correct? Yeah, I Is would say right? it's very over, oversimplifying. And I mean, if you, if you really start to go down into the conscious realms, though, of where I would say that, you know, you can direct your conscious energy and how your soul can emit energy, almost as if there's a, uh, 
a shade of color that uh, kind of aligns with your energy. We can add that element. But yeah, we all have our unique traits. We all have our own personalities. We all have our own unique looks. But I think there's a beautiful, um, there's a beautiful like message behind uh, who we are. And I think that the sun sign can, if you have a, an attunement to awareness of emotion and feeling and you're, you're, you've left your logical mind, which is just a computer, you know, and, 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 and actually open your vibe, you can feel these things in people, you know? I mean, being a Leo, Leos are ones that are about shining their brightest and, and illuminating other people because Leo is born July 23rd through September 22nd. This is when the sun is peaked in the summer. This is when the bright energy is out, and this is when those that want to spread love or spread information. And I'd say, James, you're out here doing that right now. Well, thank you. I've, I've always felt I was kind of hot. The, <laughs> uh, uh, and girls, if you've ever seen a picture of uh, David, uh, I would be the first to say that I doubt he's ever had any trouble getting a date. The <clears throat> thing I wanted to ask you is that if you go to you know, your bar, basic generic horoscope and read it in the paper, depending on who you, who's doing the horoscope, it can be dramatically different. Uh, why is that? This is the deal with horoscopes. Horoscopes are a very tricky business. It's almost like rolling the dice, right, um, on a crap table. But What's interesting is there are very good astrologers and there are very crappy ones. Astrology kind of turned into an entertainment buzz through what we saw through newspapers and through magazines and lost a very deep or spiritual presence. It started to be actually based off selling of products. Started this in different magazines like People Magazine, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and what happened was the energy of the horoscope turned into a column that was filling up space for advertising or filling up space to just keep somebody entertained about their love life or anything based off the magazine's energy or based off these energies of the newspaper. The truth is, is if we were just to have a website of an astrologer who took it very seriously of the spiritual evolution of the soul, which astrology is based off of, you will find really amazing horoscopes. But out there in the mainstream, out there in energies that have to sell papers and sell newspapers and have to stay more status quo, you're not going to find a horoscope that's going to change your life. You're going to find a horoscope that says, oh, it's a good day to call your lover, or hey, it's a great day to talk with a friend, or today work might be a little shoddy, but make sure you put a smile on your face at the end of the day. These aren't horoscopes. These are entertainment columns. Got it. So, as with everything else, and we as we become more computerized and uh, technology oriented, has a computer entered into astrology? The computer changed astrology forever. Up until the 60s and the 70s, every astrologer had to do all of their charts by hand. You had to have an ephemeris, which an ephemeris is something that it's like a calendar of the planets and what location they're at. So you would have to spend the time. You'd have to learn the understandings of how the earth tilts are. You'd have to understand how the ecliptic worked. You know, it was a very uh, deep art, and it took a lot of time. You know, it would take you a couple hours to do a chart. 
not up until uh, the 70s when a man by the name of Michael Erlewine uh, started to do computer programming, and he has the second oldest, the second oldest software program uh, in America or business, computer business, is actually an astrology program. So astrology was one of the first programs actually built on computers. Same thing with actually astronomy charts as well. The first thing we started to do was add these numbers in because really astrology is math. You know, it is the math of the planet. It is understanding the, the timing in this math. And when the computers put this together, it allowed us to run charts faster. It allowed us to start to put charts together much quicker. And it allowed us to really start to see the chart in a more interactive and unique way. And astrology okay. is ever expanding and changing, adding asteroids into the equation and, and moving the energy into forward movement constantly in evolution. Because okay, David, it's time for to let our very generous sponsors have a word. No problem. And so we'll be taking a break, and we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com How do you know if you're living with an addict? If you think you know all the recognizable signs, you probably don't. If you're listening to and reading from the so-called experts, you probably don't. You need to hear from a parent, just like yourself, who has been there and can tell you what it's like firsthand. Please listen to Afflicted by Addiction with Bradley DeHaven. Our program is heard every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It just might save your life or the life of someone you love. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you, everybody, for coming back. This is Get Real Radio, and we're chatting with David Palmer, a very, very popular national astrologer, about what exactly astrology is. And we were talking at the break about the fact that there are a variety of people that are basically doing horoscopes or offering services to change your life. And, you know, you get all, I get all these emails from people that say that, 
you know, you have to subscribe to my service or terrible things will happen to you. Um, can you get any insight into any of that, David? Can Or is that something that people should pay attention to or put into their spam folder? I think that you have to go with your feeling. It's got to feel right. Uh, my model in astrology is I give my horoscopes out for free, and if you want to talk to me, talk to me, and and, and it'll move you to talk to me. I, I think a, a horoscope should move you. It should feel, should resonate. Most people say they watched me for three weeks before they talked to me, and I blew their life because they went a whole month watching me, and everything I said was so on point, it blew their mind. It should blow your mind. It should feel connected. If you don't feel connected to it, you know what? Put it in your spam folder because uh, any astrologer that's telling you you need to watch me or there's issues, uh, you know, is using fear. And I think astrology wasn't made to be used for fear. It was made as a spiritual practice to understand the evolution of why you're here and try and pay attention to the signs, literally, right? We call them signs, but the signs from the universe of how to direct your story. Well, let me ask you this. There's a, you know, you hear or I hear terms or phrases or thing, topics of points of conversation all the time where this planet is in retrograde or that planet is going direct or, you know, the most popular one I hear is Mercury is in retrograde, which basically, as far as I know, means the stuff is hitting the revolving fan. And what exactly is Mercury retrograde? Well, Mercury, like any of the planets, um, can go backwards in view in our view from Earth. Um, so when a planet goes backwards, it comes into reflection. It does this really interesting illusion from our view from Earth. So when you look up, it's actually the, the Earth starting to pass that planet. You know, that's what happens. And just like when you're in a car and you are passing somebody in your rearview mirror and it looks like they're trailing behind, the truth is they're still moving forward and they're not going backwards. So we have this illusion on the planet. And when a planet like Mercury, which represents communication, intellect, thought patterns, you know, moves backwards, our minds are switching gears. You know, the channels are changing. We are switching our thoughts now in reflection. We are recovering because now the planet in view is going back over what it was already over before. It's, 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 it's going to reflect and highlight the areas that it just moved forward in. So Mercury retrograde gets a lot of bad jo- mojo because it deals with communication. It deals with contracts. It deals with things dealing in our you know, thought patterns of what we said, and maybe we shouldn't have said that. I mean, I'm sure you've said something in your life you wish you didn't say. And usually Mercury retrograde, it's a reflection of that. It's a rethinking. It's a, it's a, it's a process in which the universe allows us to catch up. I look at, I look at uh, retrogrades as us not pushing too far ahead, you know? There's one thing about, you know, pushing too far in your life without taking a break, that, you know what, in our, all forms of consciousness, whether it's our minds, whether it's our hearts, whether it's our attitudes, whether it's, you know, sex even, we can't push ourselves too far. We need to reflect back. We need to take some time to understand where we're moving forward. And Mercury retrogrades make sure we don't push our head too far forward. Well, I think that, you know, one of the things that people tend to do who have a little bit of knowledge is that what they, you know, if anything goes wrong in their life, they'll say, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. 
And it's kind of like you said, it's a lot of misconception about that. Um, you know, how, just how influential are the planets on our lives? Well, that's a really powerful question because, in my opinion, it's the most powerful thing I've ever found, hence I'm an astrologer. But I feel that, you know, you have to be really tuned in um, in all areas. You know, uh, astrology, I think, is, a, is an awakening tool it, because it connects you with your environment all the way to the outer reaches of space. And I believe that what the ancients and, and, and what even anybody who knows astrology uh, is here to, to remind people is that if you are connected to understanding how the universe works, you will understand how your life works, you know, and how your soul works. And it's not that it's here to unveil exactly the description of why, how God made every little thing happen on this planet and this universe, but what it does is it starts to allow you to see the reflections of the universe in your own life and how you're connected. And to follow a path of the universe, I like to say that astrology is how the universe works. You know, the music is playing, let's say, rock and roll music, so I'm going to tune my station in my life to rock and roll music, but when the universe starts to play jazz, I'm going to play jazz. And I think a lot of people come here on earth thinking, I can do whatever I want, it's my life, I'm going to do everything that I just choose to do, not pay attention to what the universe is doing, not even pay attention to what the weather's doing. Humanity tends to do whatever it wants down here. And I think it's running into a lot of issues where humanity used to be in touch with nature, in touch with the stars. And that's what astrology is about, aligning with the universe. They, uh, I guess the question that comes up now is exactly how accurate is these readings because one of the things that I find is is people oftentimes kind of disempower themselves to their astrologer. I know historically that the royalty wouldn't make a move without consulting their astrologer. But is, is that something that's realistic, or is that something that people should just take it as another thing to consider when making life decisions? Well, I mean, a good example is Ronald Reagan. After he got shot, uh, Nancy hired an astrologer to make all the moves. The President of the United States based his life off astrology, and not saying that was a good or bad move, but I will say he never did get shot again, and uh, everything was pretty smoothly. <laughs> so I would say that, you know, it, it definitely is something good to get a, an opinion that is, well, this is what the universe is turning and saying. What, what should you do with your free will? Because I do believe we have free will, but I also do believe that we do have something called fate and destiny. And I believe that we can arrive at different locations of fate and, defi- and, and, fate and destiny in in very positive ways or we can meet them in very negative ways. And I think that's aligning with actually conscious or unconscious. I look at positive as conscious and negative as unconscious, but I think we have to learn the balance of both this life. I think um, basing your life off astrology is something that when you've gone through enough unconscious energy, you've gone through enough of being cold and, you know, asleep to where you're ready to be awake and aware and that's really the difference, uh, I think, in people who really come to readings awake and aware and are ready to see the awareness, um, opposed to those that are looking at astrology asleep as if, oh, how do I predict this or that? 
It's, it's so much deeper than that. It's about becoming aware of your existence here, of your reason to be here, and are you in alignment with your plans? I believe we all had a choice to come down here. We weren't forced in this place. You know, God didn't put a gun to our head. So we all honestly chose to be here. And I believe astrology is about understanding what that choice is and to become aware of it and to see if you're on track with it or not. Great. Well, we have a caller, Becca from Toronto. Becca, are you there? Hi there. Hi. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, awesome. Um, you got this a... is my first time listening in, and I'm, I'm very, um, I'm quite impressed. Well, thank you. I, I owe that all to David. <laughs> no, I love, James is a great guy. I love this show and love what he's doing. What can we uh, help you with today? Um, well, I wasn't really sure how this show would work. Is there anything I could ask in terms of uh, what I could expect coming up in my life in certain areas or just a sure, little bit? why not? What, yeah. what, what's your, what's your, what sign are you? Um, I'm a Gemini. Oh, one of my favorite signs. Actually, most of my girlfriends Mine are Gemini. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> well, for Geminis, I think they're in a very interesting position. Number one, the planet Jupiter is in Cancer. It's the second sign over. Just in the last two years, you know, there's been a big expansion for Geminis to do more, to expand their lives. And now you're starting to see you have all these tools, you have all these gifts, you have all these abilities to manifest the life you want, and they're being really used to explore new areas. And I think it's an important time to trust because you have to trust in yourself more, you know. Pluto is opposing Jupiter, and it's in Capricorn. And for, for Gemini, there's new doors having to open in your trust, in your intimacy, to connect with these tools and to watch them flourish. There's a lot of exciting people wanting to connect to Gemini's right now. Uranus and Aries is here to excite it. But you have to be willing to open the doors with them. And you have to be willing to see that you have all this power, and it's about exploring it and, and getting organized. You know, Saturn and Scorpio for all Gemini's right now, and it continues through this year get organized put the work in use these tools that you have because this year you know if you want the money if you want the the feeling of your values to really come out this is finally the year that can do it for you but you've got to you've got to open up to the trust that the universe will help you use your tools but you've got to show up and show the universe that you know you've got these tools and you know about them and you're willing to use them and it comes with organization this year and it comes with building a schedule off using these tools. Mm. Okay. Well, this, so, this is... Go ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say this is a great time for people if they would like to get a reading from David that he's got. And let me just give you his website. It's www.davidpalmer.com. And he... Dash Palmer. There's a dash oh. with it. Yes, indeed. Those dashes can make all the difference. Yeah. And so uh, it's the, the thing that uh, I want to share with everybody is that, you know, astrologers are like, are like any other advisor, and you have to get one that is uh, knowledgeable, and, and you have to get one that you can trust because, as we discussed earlier, some people uh, are just in it to make – uh, living, which we're all trying to do, and other people, uh, you know, are, are more in, 
in tune with what has actually happened with the people that they're doing uh, they're doing the reading for. So, you know, David, do you want to uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Because the thing that, as I've said before, is that there are people out there that uh, are just reading computer-generated uh, readings, and they're really not that helpful. Yeah. Well, I think that astrology is used to empower people, opposed to scare them or opposed to, I mean, sometimes it could be used in a place of caution, but I would say that it's used to empower people. That's what I focus on, and inspiration and the evolution of where our souls are going, and, and that's what I use it for. I use it to, 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 to see the power of your spiritual tools and your gifts, you know, and how, to, and how to utilize them. And in the Gemini's case, you know, it's time for them to manifest the life they want, but they got to trust the universe is going to give it, and they got to remember they have all these great tools, and it, it's their year to, 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 to make their biggest goals happen, you know? It's a, it's a very powerful time for them. Well, let me ask you this, because one of the things that um, I personally have discovered is that, well, you can just tell me whether I'm right or wrong, and that is is that these tendencies, these opportunities, these uh, energies that, you're reading from the uh, the in astrology, are you know they can either be ex- believed or they can be rejected by people. Is that oh, not definitely. true? And so, a lot of people might hear something and they don't like it, so they don't believe it. So it's not going to be very helpful for them. Yes. So on that, if you. Take that as just your level of consciousness, wherever you are in your beliefs. Do you believe in astrology, or are you just doing this out of curiosity, or do you want to take it as gospel truth that whatever the astrologer is saying is going to happen in your life makes a big difference in how you're going to experience your astrology reading? Yeah, I think that everybody's in their own cycle of time, and um uh, you know, astrology shouldn't be forced upon anybody. I think it's uh, whenever you're dealing in any healing art or you're dealing with any consciousness art or you're dealing with anything that has to do with connecting to source, you can't force it upon anybody. It has to be naturally accepted or naturally open to. I never do a reading for anybody that just, you know, says, do a reading for this person. You know, it's just like there's no point. Uh, the universe and the way spirituality works is it's supposed to be connected to. And I feel that with uh, astrology, it must be connected with. Now, you made, uh, let me ask if the readings that you do, they are, especially for things that are coming up in the future, how accurate are they? In my opinion, they're the most accurate uh, divination tool on the planet. Um, not only using charts and natal charts, which is your basic birth chart, but the progression of the planets and also taking a look at how the planets affect the the universe today. Uh, Also, as an astrologer, we take in consideration galactic alignments of where the universe is galactically located. So when you start to understand where you're at as a human being galactically on an earth shifting, and then you actually start to understand where you're at on Earth and how it's shifting through the heavens and our solar system today. And then when you understand on how the sun is relating to the Earth today on Earth, you start to see that connection to the one on how it explores and expands. You know? and, and when you go that far, your consciousness opens up to 
intergalactic realm that you could never imagine before and, and, and starts to understand why you're here. So, you know, with my readings, I think they're so accurate because it's like we're looking at together your intergalactic story and we're looking at a story that connects you back with where you're from. It's almost like if you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, you know, we're finally connecting back to the other side. We're leaving the matrix and we're coming back to where you're really located at. You know, it's this connection to where you're plugged in at. I believe we're all plugged into this reality somewhere else. <clears throat> well, I mean, the, the thing that I, the image I keep getting is as far as how useful astrology is, is that is, is kind of like being in tune with nature and that, if you pay attention to nature, you're going to live a much more uh, uh, you know, happy life. You'll, you'll be able, because, for example, if you walk outside and thinking you're going to get a suntan dressed in a bathing suit and there's six inches of snow on the ground, things are not going to go well for you. And so with astrology, it, if you pay attention to what's going on uh with all of these tendencies or um, I don't even know the right word, but you can make it uh, useful for your own benefit. Is that a good analogy? Exactly. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, when you watch a tree grow for five years straight and never take your eyes off it for five years, I guarantee you, you're going to start to understand the pattern of how trees grow, <laughs> you know? Well, we're, we're, once again, it's time to hear some kind words from our sponsors. And after the break, we'll be talking about uh, some things. And if you would like to call in and ask a question, please go ahead and do so. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth reality, and 21st century archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. 
We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Get Real Radio with James Robinson, and our guest is David Palmer, a very, very popular and successful astrologer that works on the West Coast. One of the things that is always uh, I've been curious about is that how people who are born at roughly the same times and in the same area would have completely different personalities and where I'm coming from on that is I have a twin brother who was for all practical we were born 10 minutes apart uh, obviously in the same exact same place and our lives have been completely different Uh, our personalities are completely different Um, and so how would astrology explain that if based on the fact that, you know, if you're born at a certain time in a certain place, then these are the influences that are going to affect your life? Well, yeah, that's always been a very interesting question. And in my view, it's very interesting because there's such a similarity, of course, that you are twins. Are you guys identical twins? No, we're fraternal. Okay. So, you know, there's already a difference in that, but, you know, being 10 minutes apart doesn't make too much of a difference in a chart. Of course, there is a difference because the earth is always constantly turning, and in the chart you will see a little bit of difference. But what I have found with people who are so close, especially born out of the same mother, you know, this is a duality relationship, and there is a difference. And I usually find for some reason it is unique and and interesting how there usually is this different story between the twins. Of course, you guys are in your own vessels. You guys are in your own cars this life with your own free will and your own energy. So you guys are choosing to go down your own roads. And and I think what I've described here today is astrology is used to become aware of, of are you on the right trip with your consciousness or not, opposed to, events kind of taking over your life the same way because we all have our own journeys you know your your twin uh put on a different shirt this morning and and left in a different location so the universe and the reality is going to react completely different we're in different energies and so it doesn't mean that you guys are similar in star as lives go or even maybe personalities because everybody has their own unique thing but i'm sure you know if we were to look at certain aspects of it, we could find the similarities, we can find the differences, but it's whether or not, you know, you guys are on your own unique individual paths correctly that are aligned with your own astrologies. I mean, that's how I would look at it. I really don't look at astrology in a way that I would say most people would, as if, oh, you know, since we're the same, it's the same. It's just, that's impossible. I mean, you guys look different. You guys came out at a different time. You guys eat different food. You guys, I mean, everybody's got their own thing, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, that leads me to the next question, which is you mentioned the fact about there's an intergalactic astrology, there's there's uh, astrology for different groups or different uh, planets, and one of the things that I know that many that's on many people's minds right now is exactly where our country is going, because there's either 
you know, you believe that our country is going into the ditch, or you, or you can believe that uh, our our country is getting greater and stronger and and more healthy. And and so the <clears throat> the question I have is is based on your information and your knowledge of the astrology, what would you say is on the horizon for our country? Well, I think our country is going through quite a lot, actually. It's going through growing pains, I call it. I think we've outgrown, you know, our country, and we need to now grow into a new style of country to handle the amount of people and to handle, you know, the changing of belief structures and the changing of people's emotions. This country was founded based off an emotional, powerful transformation. I mean, it was born on July 4th, 1776. And if you look up at the heavens right now, they are in a battle, especially with people around born July 4th right now. So it's growing pains, I call it. It's having to stretch. It's having to grow. It's having to change. It's having to become in the future. Basically, I would say our country's adapting to the future. And so um, it's, it's not easy. It's not difficult. I mean, it is difficult. It's, it's, it's a very, uh, you know, hard process. If we look at the world, the world's at a stress point, though, of really stepping to the future. How does it let go of these old ways? How does it let go of the way that we've done things? You know, we're in a very, uh, you know, unique situation globally to where um, the future is being held off by us being so stuck in our old ways that, you know, the astrology says these are the years where we're breaking through and we're finding this powerful new future, but it's having to shed off the past, and that's not easy, you know? Well, <clears throat> is there any way to, I know people will, you know, get a reading from an astrologer and they are told, you know, watch out for this or this is coming up or you're going to, uh, something really good is going to happen. You know, is there any way to create your own future? And instead of being limited by whatever the stars may say. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we have the free will to create any road we want to go. If you want to swim against the tide, go and swim it. You know what I mean? If you want to swim upstream, swim it. You're allowed to this life. It'll be harder. It'll be, uh, you know, and, and if that's what you want to do, lots of people do that. You know, we've actually been trained to go against the grain because we're trained to go, or to go with the grain. You know, get a job, go do this you know, and, and, and live in society this way. It's like everybody's swimming upstream. Well, what if your life is not meant to go get a job? Maybe you're supposed to take care of your, your loved ones this life, or maybe you're here to, you know, really follow your creativity, and you're not supposed to go to college. And, you know, you're supposed to follow the road that feels like you're going with stream, not against it. And astrology highlights the spot where the stream is going. And when you move into that, Life gets pretty damn easy, let me tell you. But if you want to swim upstream and go against the, the destiny and go your own road, you're totally allowed to this life. And that's 90% of the people, I'd say, or 85%. You know, a lot of people think they've got control and I've got my own place and I'm going this way and the universe is trying to funnel them down a road and they're just like, nope, I'm going this way. You know, God or, uh, you know, people told me to do this or society telling me to do that and they're not following their heart. They're, they're following, you know, rules that somehow have been embedded in our conscious since children. It's pretty a uh, powerful thing to be aware of astrology because we're almost told it's fake, it's the devil, or that it's magic. 
And, you know, it's like, it's almost like somebody set it up purposely to not find astrology. So you, so it makes it that you follow in the system, you know, that you follow. Uh, One of the things that is constantly uh, amuses me is people who use astrology to justify their actions. And would you have any comments on that as far as, well, you know, I did this because I'm a Aries and so where Aries are supposed to be this way and you're going, well, that doesn't excuse your behavior. And, you know, sometimes I feel like people kind of use astrology as an excuse rather than as a tool. Oh, yeah, man. My, my father is the best. He always laughs and jokes. He goes, man, that's such a great excuse for bad behavior, isn't it? And we always laugh and <laughs> chuckle. Um, but, you know, it's funny because, no, uh, it's not an excuse for any behavior. You know what it is? is we, we have to own our and be responsible for our actions in this life. And so, um, and our characters are part of that. And so, you know, our souls or our karma that we seep, you know, I believe that karma is something that is a big part of looking at astrology and we can spend hours describing that, but, you know, you write your own karma this life and it will follow you. And so if you want to use it as an excuse, you still wrote bad karma if it was a bad excuse, you know, you're still stuck in it. So you know, people can use or say whatever they want, but it doesn't matter what they say because what emotional karma follows them, they will have to deal with sometime in their life again. So, you know, it could be used for a bad behavior or not, and that all depends on however the person wants to, but it is the actions that they make, the karma that follows them that really matters. I have the privilege of talking to astrologers on a fairly regular basis just because I know a lot of them. One of the things that I hear more and more these days is about new planets that are being discovered that that people are factoring into their astrology readings. And I was just curious as to whether or not that's just their uh, way of individualizing their readings or or their actual mystery planets that are showing up that are having influences on our lives? Well, it depends on uh, what we're talking about. In our solar system, there's a lot of little interesting things. There's asteroids, you know, we've got planets, of course. And I think it's important uh, to look at these things. You know what? I believe in expanding consciousness always. I'm a believer in opportunities through growth and, and, and learning. And I think it's important for an astrologer to grow and expand their practice. And for us as human beings to grow and expand our understanding of the universe, like science is, because I think we need to find a perfect balance between science and spirituality. I think we need to find a perfect balance between the mind and the soul. I think we need to find a perfect balance in this life. And I think it's important to expand and grow and, and you know what? There's some astrologers who are using these new asteroids and planets that I, don't, I wouldn't say planets because really a lot of astrologers, we use what's in our solar system. And we're not finding many new planets in our solar system, but we are finding individual bodies. We do have comets come through here. And, you know, it, it's fun to, to look at these things, and it's fun to find the synchronicities. As an astrologer, you become, a, you become obsessed with finding the connection, you know? Well, you mentioned uh, that there are other kinds of astrology, Vedic astrology, and and I guess Chinese astrology. How much different are they than what you do? 
You know, I would say that they're all similar and, and finding ways to align with the universe. Um, you know, a lot of uh, Vedic astrologers who practice Indian really dislike Western because they, they, they think like the scientists, like how could you be following a science where it's, it's, it's not even what the stars say up there, but a lot of them have never looked at the way that Western astrology really works. But, you know, I think, I think all astrologers are doing the same thing. You know, Tibetan astrology really bases their whole art off the moon. So they just follow the moon and practice all their meditations and their practices off how the moon's relating in their lives. And they really pay attention to every cycle of the moon day by day. So, you know, uh, we could go on for hours about how each practice works, but they're all doing the same thing. They're all having us attune with the universe, which in my opinion is home. It's, 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 it's what you're stuck in. So you might as well learn it and understand it so you can understand your life more because knowing everything about just earth or just maybe the, your one practice or your art is great, but, you know, you came down here for a grand show, and why not understand it? I totally agree. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time, and I wanted to give – David, a big thank you, and to remind everyone that you can reach him at www.david-palmer.com. And if, uh, you know, one thing that astrologers are like every other profession, and you have to be comfortable with who you're talking to and, and do a little research on whether or not they're for you. So thank you very much, David, and, and I know that uh, we'll definitely be inviting you back. Oh, well, thank you, James. You're doing a wonderful show here, and it was a pleasure to be on it. Thank you. Well, I believe that's it for today, and please stay tuned for next week where we'll have uh, Alan Steinfeld as our guest. you again for tuning in to get real radio with james robinson please join us again next friday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel this week open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self <laughs>